0: Welcome, everyone, to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our very dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. There you'll also see an option to subscribe for a most excellent daily email with both our text reading and the lesson for the day from The Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lee Flynn. This call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 to 10.45 a.m. Eastern. Today we continue with chapter 20, The Promise of the Resurrection. We'll be reading section five, Entering the Ark. We're also mindful of today's lesson 228 God has condemned me not. No more do I. And I'll make a quick announcement here. Fran is once again unavailable this morning. So we'll be asking for a volunteer at the top of the hour. Um, Please, well, let me ask if anyone knows right now that you'd like to do that. And that'll keep four or five of us from preparing (laughs) to, to lead us through that lesson. Is there anyone guided right now to accept that offer? Okay, well, you guys think about it. Lesson 228, God has condemned me not, no more do I. You uh, selected to open with this morning.
1: Thanks, Lee. Um, Well, I was directed straight away this morning uh, to a poem by Teresa of Avila called as I found this source it goes like this when your soul was born it was like a still ocean that had yet to experience its infinite life God then came to the shores of our souls and gazed upon the immaculate splendor That his divine heart created he then took off his clothes and dove into us (laughs) nothing on your own have your arms ever done the movements of your feet are caused by the waves he stirred light baptizes life wherever it falls and every religion and all upon this earth is a shadow A shadow may move but it has no real power of its own though it may affect the weak and frighten them and then can use that darkness to exploit others as I found the source of all we do as I found the source of all our desires so humble God became he admitted yes I caused all things
0: And uh, amen.
1: And me not. No more do I. <laughs> yes. Amen. Mm. Totally awesome. Thank you, Laurie.
0: Just a perfect selection. Thanks, Laurie.
2: Thank you. Perfect for me, too, Laurie. Thank you.
3: Morning, Micah. Hi, Roz. Thank you. I can read. Okay, bud. Right.
0: Thank With us this morning and reading, we have Lori, Lemoyne, Karen, Robin Marie, Jessica, Harrison, Judy, Yvonne, Patricia, and Micah. With us and listening, we have Diana and Roz. And if I'm not mistaken, that's everyone. Okay, and uh, and before we begin, any takers on that offer to lead us through a reflection on the lesson? Top of the hour. Okay, we'll ask again a little later. Then, Promise of the Resurrection, Section Five: Entering the Ark. Nothing can hurt you unless you give it the power to do so. For you give power as the laws of this world interpret giving. As you give, you lose. It is not up to you to give power at all. Power is of God given by him and reawakened by the Holy Spirit who knows that As you give, you gain. He gives no power to sin and therefore it has none, nor do its results as this world sees them, sickness and death and misery and pain. These things have not occurred because Holy Spirit sees them not and gives no power to their seeming source thus would he keep you free of them. Being without illusion of what you are, the Holy Spirit merely gives everything to God, who has already given and received all that is true. The untrue, he has neither received nor given. Laurie,
1: chapter 20 the promise of the resurrection section 5 entering the ark nothing can hurt you unless you give it the power to do so for you give power as the laws of this world interpret giving as you give you lose it is not up to you to give power at all power is of God given by him and reawakened by the Holy Spirit who knows that as you give, you gain. He gives no power to sin and therefore it has none, nor to its result as this world sees them sickness and death and misery and pain. These things have not occurred because the Holy Spirit sees them not and gives no power to their seeming source. Thus would he keep you free of them. Being without illusion of what you are The holy spirit merely gives everything to god who has already given and received all that is true the untrue he has neither given neither received nor given 29 sin has no place in heaven where its results are alien and can no more enter than can their source and therein lies your need to see your brother's sinless In him is heaven see sin in him instead and heaven is lost to you but see him as he is and what is yours shines from him to you your Savior gives you only love but what you would receive of him is up to you it lies in him to overlook all your mistakes and therein lies his own salvation and so it is with yours Salvation is a lesson in giving, as the Holy Spirit interprets it, and it is the reawakening of the laws of God in minds that have established other laws and given them the power to enforce what God created not.
0: Thank you, Laurie. LeMoyne.
4: Sin has no place in heaven where its results are alien and can no more enter than can their source. And therein lies your need to see your brother sinless. In him is heaven. See sin in him instead, and heaven is lost to you. But see him as he is, and what is yours shines from him to you. Your Savior gives you only love, but what you would receive of Him is up to you. It lies in Him to overlook all your mistakes, and therein lies His own salvation. And so it is with yours. Salvation is a lesson in giving, as the Holy Spirit interprets it. It is the reawakening of the laws of God in minds that have established other laws and given them power to enforce what God created not your insane Thank you, laws LeMoy. Oh, excuse me I'm sorry <laughs> it's okay um, I'll pass if you want <laughs> oh no okay your insane laws were made to guarantee that you would make mistakes and give them power over you by accepting their results as your just do What could this be but madness? And is it this that you would see within your Savior from insanity? He is as free from this as you are, and in the freedom that you see in Him, you see your own. For this you share. What God has given follows His laws and His... to follow them, to suffer the results of any other sort
0: Um, it may have been just me but will you read those last two sentences again Uh, it dropped away from me
4: okay he is as free from this as you are and in the freedom that you see in him you see your own for this you share. What God has given follows his laws and his alone. Nor is it possible for those who follow them to suffer the results of any other source.
0: Wonderful, thanks, LeMoyne. Karen?
5: 30. Your insane laws were made to guarantee that you would make mistakes And give them power over you by accepting their results as your just due. What could this be but madness? And is it this that you would see within your Savior from insanity? He is as free from this as you are, and in the freedom that you see in Him, you see your own. For this you share. What God has given follows his laws and his alone, nor is it possible for those who follow them to suffer the results of any other source. 31. Those who choose freedom will experience only its results. The power is of God and they will give it only to what God has given to share with them. Nothing but this can touch them, for they see only this, sharing their power according to the will of God, and thus their freedom is established and maintained. It is upheld through all temptation to imprison and to be imprisoned. It is of them who learned of freedom that you should ask what freedom is. Ask not the sparrow how the eagle soars, for those with little wings have not accepted for themselves the power to share with you.
0: Thank you, Karen. Robin Marie.
6: 31. <clears throat> those who choose freedom will experience only its results. Their power is of God. God and they will give it only to what God has given to share with them. Nothing but this can touch them, for they see only this, sharing their power according to the will of God, and thus their freedom is established and maintained. It is upheld to all temptation to imprison and to be imprisoned. It is of them who learned of freedom that you should ask, what freedom is. Ask not the sparrow, how the eagle soars. For those with little wings have not accepted for themselves the power to share with you. 32. The sinless give as they received. See then the power of sinlessness within your brother and share with him the power of the release from sin you offered him. To each who walks this earth In seeming solitude is a Savior given, whose special function here is to release him, and so to free himself. In the world of separation, each is appointed separately, though they are all the same. Yet those who know that they are all the same need not salvation, and each one finds his Savior when he is ready to look upon the face of Christ and see him sinless.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie. Jessica?
6: 32. The sinless give as they received. See then the power of sinlessness within your brother and share with him the power of the release from sin you offered him. To each who walks this earth in seeming solitude is a savior given, whose special function here is to release him and so to free himself. In the world of separation, each is appointed separately, though they are all the same. Yet those who know that they are all the same need not salvation. And each one finds his Savior when he is ready to look upon the face of Christ and see him sinless. 33. The part is not of you, nor need you be concerned with anything except the part that has been given you to learn. For he who knows the rest will see to it without your help. But think not that he does not need your part to help him with the rest, for in your part lies all of it, without which is no part complete, nor is the whole completed without your part. The ark of peace is entered two by two, yet the beginning of another world goes with them. Each Holy relationship must enter here to learn its special function in the Holy Spirit's plan. Now that it shares His purpose, and as this purpose is fulfilled, a new world arises in which sin cannot enter, and where the Son of God can enter without fear, and where He rests a while to forget imprisonment, and to remember freedom. How can he enter to rest and to remember without you? Except you be there, he is not complete. And it is his completion that he remembers there.
0: Thank you, Jessica. Harrison...
7: The plan is not of you, nor need you be concerned with anything except the part that has been given you to learn. For he knows the rest will see to it without your help. But think not that he does not need your part to help him with the rest, for in your part lies all. Of it, without which is no part complete, nor is the whole completed without your part. The art of peace is ended two by two, yet the beginning of another world goes with them. Each holy relationship must enter here to learn this special purpose in the Holy Spirit's plan. Now that it shares His purpose, <clears throat> and as this purpose is fulfilled, a new world arises in which sin can enter not, and where the Son of God can enter without fear, and where He rests a while to forget imprisonment and to enter and to remember freedom. How can he enter to rest and to remember without you? Except you be there. He is not complete. And it is his completion that he remembers there. 34, this is the purpose given you. Think not that your forgiveness of each other serves, but you two alone. For the whole new world rests in the hands of every two who enter who enters here to rest. And as they rest, the face of God shines on them, and they remember the laws of God. Forgetting all the rest, and yearning only to have his laws perfectly fulfilled in them and all their brothers. Thank you when this has been achieved that you will rest without them. You can no more leave one of them outside than I can leave you and forget part of myself.
0: Thank you, Harrison. Judy.
1: 34. This is the purpose given you. Think not that your forgiveness of each other serves but you two alone, for the whole new world rests in the hands of every two who enter here to rest, and as they rest, the face of Christ shines on them, and they remember the laws of God, forgetting all the rest and yearning only to have his laws perfectly fulfilled in them and all their brothers. Think you, when this has been achieved, that you will rest without them. You could no more leave one of them outside than I could leave you and forget part of myself. You may wonder how you can be at peace when, while you are in time, there is so much that must be done before the way to peace is open. Perhaps, this seems impossible to you, but ask yourself if it is possible that God would have a plan for your salvation that does not work, once you accept his plan as the one function that you would fulfill, there will be nothing else the Holy Spirit will not arrange for you without your effort. Who oui. wee Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Judy. Yvonne?
2: Thank you, Lee. You may wonder how you can be at peace when, while while you are in time, there is so much that must be done before the way to peace is open. Perhaps this seems impossible to you, but ask yourself, if it is possible that God would have a plan for your salvation that does not work. Once you accept his plan as the one function that you would fulfill, there will be nothing else the Holy Spirit will not arrange for you without your effort. He will go before you, making straight your path, and leaving in your way no stones to trip on, and no obstacles to bar your way. Nothing you need will be denied you. Not one seeming difficulty but will melt away before you reach it. You need take thought for nothing, careless of everything except the holy purpose that you would fulfill. All that was given you. All that was given you so will its fulfillment be. God's guarantee will hold against all obstacles, for it rests on certainty and not on contingency. It rests on you and what can be more certain than a son of God. Hallelujah. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Yvonne. Patricia? Patricia?
1: 36, he will go before you, making straight your path and leaving in your way no stones to trip on and no obstacles to bar your way. Nothing, nothing you need will be denied you. Not one seemingly difficulty. melt away before you reach it. You need take thought for nothing, careless of everything except the only purpose that you would fulfill. As that was given you, so will its fulfillment be God's guarantee. will hold against all All obstacles, for it rests on certainty and not contingency. It rests on you. And what can be more certain than a son of God?
0: Thank you, Patricia. In recapping this section, the first and second paragraphs are so significant that I thought I'd ask Micah to read the first, and I'll ask whether there's anyone that's joined the call that would like to read the second who has not read. Do we have a new reader who would enjoy reading the second paragraph? as we go I through this, be. to recap? I thought I you might. Be. Good morning. Good morning, <laughs> Lana. So I'll have M- M- Micah then with uh, title and paragraph 28 followed by you for 29. Okay, Lana? Micah.
3: Okay, okay. A five. Entering the arc. Nothing can hurt you unless you give it the power to do so for you give power as the laws of this world interpret giving as you give you lose it is not up to you to give power at all power is of God given by him and reawakened by the Holy Spirit who knows that as you give you gain He gives no power to sin, and therefore it has none, nor to its results, as this world sees them, sickness and death and misery and pain. These things have not occurred because the Holy Spirit sees them not and gives no power to their seeming source. Thus would he keep you free of them, Being without illusion of what you are, the Holy Spirit merely gives everything to God who has already given and received all that is true. The untrue he has neither received nor given.
0: And Lana, thanks, Micah.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, 29. I'm sorry, I just had a visitor and the truck's going by. (laughs) Okay, 29. Sin has no place in heaven where its results are alien and can no more enter than can their source. And therein lies your need to see your brother sinless in him is heaven see sin in him instead and heaven is lost to you but see him as he is and what is yours shines from him to you your savior gives you only love but what you you would receive of him is up to you It lies in him to overlook all your mistakes. And therein lies your own salvation. And so it is with yours. Salvation is a lesson in giving, as the Holy Spirit interprets it. It is the reawakening of the laws of God in minds that have established other laws and given them power to enforce what God created not. Thank you.
0: Thank you Lana. Continuing our recap then with lesson with uh, paragraph 30. Your insane laws were made to guarantee that you would make mistakes and give them power over you by accepting their results as your just due. What could this be but madness? What God has given follows his laws and his alone. Nor is it possible for those who follow them to suffer the results of any other source. From 31, those who choose freedom will experience only its results. Their power is of God, and they will give it only to what God has given to share with them. And thus their freedom is established and maintained. It is of them who learned of freedom that you should ask what freedom is. From 32, to each who walks this earth in seeming solitude is a savior given whose special function here is to release him and so to free himself. And each one finds his savior when he is ready to look upon the face of Christ and see him sinless. 33. The plan is not of you, nor need you be concerned with anything except the part that has been given, given you to learn. The ark of peace is entered two by two, yet the beginning of another world goes with them. Each holy relationship must enter here to learn its special function in the Holy Spirit's plan now that it shares his purpose. And as this purpose is fulfilled, a new world rises in which sin can enter not and where the Son of God can enter without fear and where he rests a while to forget imprisonment and to remember freedom. From 34, this is the purpose given you. Think not that your forgiveness of each other serves, but you two alone. For the whole new world rests in the hands of every two who enter here to rest. And as they rest, the face of Christ shines on them and they remember the laws of God. You could no more leave one of your brothers outside than I could leave you and forget part of myself. From 35, once you accept God's plan as the one function that you would fulfill, there will be nothing else Holy Spirit will not arrange for you without your effort. And finally, he will go before you, making straight your path. You need take thought for nothing, careless of everything except the only purpose that you would fulfill. As that was given you, so will its fulfillment be. And what can be more certain than a son of God? Amen. Thanks, everyone. Floor is open.
2: Amen. Thank you, Lee. Thanks, Lee.
5: Thank you, Lee.
2: Good morning, everyone. It's Lana. Busy day in heaven today, <laughs> comings and goings and cars. So I've been uh, on and off the call uh, since the reading started, but I have read this section before, and it just makes my heart sing. You know, it's, um, when I lived in, with my friend Vicky in Boston, we used to play spiritual games, <laughs> and one of the, the ones that we played most often was, um, what's God's assignment for us today, and, uh, what, who, what saviors would be presented to us to share the love of God and extend miracles, you know, and, uh, and we never knew what was going to show up or who was going to show up, but um, we would just meet, meet them with love and welcome them into our hearts and minds, regardless of who they were. You know, it was just an unconditional pledge of love. And um, this section just reminds me, too, about when, when my mind is aligned with God, um, there's nothing becomes impossible, nothing, and the road, you know, and it's 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 kind of how I function. Um, when I receive a message from Holy Spirit, um, when when God's thoughts come into my awareness by being present with Him, I I get this certainty of purpose, this clarity. And a, a deep, deep peace. And I know that whatever I was healing will be undone for me. There will be no obstacles. I don't have to worry how to fix it. I don't have to do anything. Just like, uh, what is it, um, paragraph, oh boy, now I can't find my graphics. <laughs> paragraph um, 36, 36. He will go before you, making straight your path and leaving in your way no stones to trip on and no obstacles to bar your way. Nothing you need will not will be denied you, not one seeming difficulty will but melt away before you reach it. You know this whole paragraph is so affirming, and it's so true I've just experienced this so much, and when I say when i that thy will be done, I recognize, how could it not be done? You know, Um, I'm part of God's mind, I'm whole and complete. There's no lack, there's nothing to get. It's whole and complete. And my brothers are part of that mind. They share that brilliant idea God had of the son, his son. The most loving and light-filled thought he ever created in his mind. And I'm part of that mind. I'm one with that mind. I can't have an alien thought system apart from that. It's just impossible. And as I remember that and function from that present state of awareness, the well, it's not an audible voice, but I I call them the thoughts I do not think are delivered to my mind. It's not a thinking process. And I shared this just yesterday or the day before. It's, it's knowing that it's an impossible notion to have a thought system apart from God. I'm his thought. He is my thinker and he delivers that thought. It's not me that does the thinking. I, I see, when, if, if I'm aligned with my ego, I have to leave that desert and come back uh, to my, true state through forgiveness into right-mindedness where communication between the Father and the Son are restored in me and I can hear those. As long as my monkey mind is chatting away, you know, I can't hear anything but my own crazy, insane and impossible thoughts that I've assigned to an impossible identity that thinks it's separate from God. So. This this whole um, section for me is about joining in oneness Joining with my brothers in oneness Recognizing they're a part of me Joining with God in oneness Knowing that my brothers and I are a part of Him And in this joining, be it two by two or a hundred by a hundred The joining is very, very powerful uh, I've had so many experiences of the power of joining and loving and accepting and allowing <laughs> things to be. So I'm complete. Thank you for listening to my babble.
0: That was gorgeous, gorgeous babble this morning. Thank you, Lana. I so delightful.
2: <laughs> thank,
6: oh, thank you so much. much. Thank you.
5: Very
3: complete. One
0: of the takeaways for me from this reading is that joining that you speak of Lana that's a joining that's already in place. It's already the fact and um, my experience of the joining is the um, is the acknowledgement in my awareness of that uh, of that unity that's already fact. Um, that's a wonderful thing. We are at the top of the hour, and I did put that invite out there. Is there anyone that thought, uh, in Fran's absence this morning, you'd like to lead us through this lesson?
4: This is Lemoyne. I'll do it.
0: Thank you, Lemoyne. Great.
4: Okay. All right, well, I have a little plan here, but then I remember my response to Lana's share, which is those paragraphs at the end, they seem to make the line, and I I forget the number of the lesson, I think it's 135, I defend myself, I'm attacked, where it says, today I will give instead of plan, that I may receive instead of organize so I don't know hmm. no if I should follow my own plan. <laughs> anyway, um I thought to start with uh, the introduction to the uh, to the uh, to part two. Um, and let it frame the lesson the way it does so from the introduction words will mean little now we use them but as guides on which we do not now depend for now we seek direct experience of truth alone The lessons which remain are merely introductions to the times in which we leave the world of pain and go to enter peace. Now we begin to reach the goal this Course has set and find the end toward which our practicing was geared. Now we attempt to let the exercise be merely a beginning, for we wait in quiet expectation our God and Father. He has promised he will take the final step himself, and we are sure his promises are kept. We will continue with a central thought for all the days to come, and we will use that thought to introduce our times of rest and calm our minds at need. We say some simple words of welcome and expect our Father to reveal Himself as He has promised. We have called on Him, and He has promised that His Son will not remain unanswered when He calls His name. And so that central thought is forgiveness. In the section, what is forgiveness? Forgi- forgiveness? recognizes what you thought your brother did to you has not occurred. It does not pardon sins and make them real. It sees there was no sin. And in this view, are all your sins forgiven? What is sin except a false idea about God's son? And, uh, I want to add a thought about yesterday's section. This is is the adjustment. (laughs) We try to adjust reality, and that's going to end up not (laughs) being reality anymore. So forgiveness merely sees its falsity and therefore lets it go. What then is free to take its place is now the will of God. An unforgiving thought is one which makes a judgment that it will not raise to doubt, although it is not true. Forgiveness, on the other hand, is still and quietly does nothing. It offends no aspect of reality, nor seeks to twist it to appearance that it likes. It merely looks and waits and judges not. Do nothing then, and let forgiveness show you what to do through him who is your guide, your savior and defender, strong in hope and certain of your ultimate success. He has forgiven you already for such is his function given him by God. Now Now must you share his function and forgive whom he has saved, whose sinlessness he sees and whom He honors as the Son of God. And so to today's lesson, Lesson 228, God has condemned me not, no more do I. My Father knows my holiness. Shall I deny His knowledge and believe in what His knowledge makes impossible? Shall I accept as true what he proclaims as false? Or shall I take his word for what I am, since he is my creator and the one who knows the true condition of his son? In the prayer. (laughs) Father, I was mistaken in myself because I failed to realize the source from which I came. I have not left that source to enter in a body and to die. My holiness remains a part of me as I am part of you. And my mistakes about myself are dreams. I let them go today. And I stand ready to receive your word alone for what I really am. God has condemned me not, no more do I. has condemned me not no more do I Amen,
0: Amen. Thank you, LeMoyne.
2: you
8: Thanks, LeMoyne Thanks, That was really wonderful
2: Thank you, LeMoyne That was beautiful
8: Beautiful, LeMoyne
2: Thank LeMoyne right, Thank you,
0: Lemoyne. It's leave the last uh, line when I really featured, and um, um, of yesterday's lesson, one I was so excited about says. The Son of God this day comes home again, released from sin, and clad in holiness, with his right mind restored to him at last. That being the last line of yesterday's lesson 227, this is my holy instant of release. The Son of God released from sin and clad in holiness with his right mind restored to him at last. This lesson then is something of a follow on to that. When it says, God has condemned me not, no more do I, and starts with that strong sentence, my father knows my holiness. My my father knows me clad in holiness. My father knows my holiness, shall I deny his knowledge and believe in what his knowledge makes impossible? Shall I accept as true what he proclaims as false or shall I take his word for what I am? Since he is my creator and the one who knows the true condition of his son. It's so hard for him working through this curriculum to overcome my sense that my purity has been smudged and blemished to such extent that I squirm at the thought of my perfect holiness. Can't be true, can't be true, isn't true of me, can't be true of the ones I condemn or hold grievance against. What would it be like I have to ask to walk the world um And this uh, section today as well asks this question, what would it be to walk the world as though all that the Course says, one day I'll recognize, true about myself and about everything in innocence, what would it be like to walk this world as though that's already the truth? And as though everything that would tend to want to take my mind or heart in the direction of justifying condemnation, or assigning blame or guilt were um, recognized as dallying in fantasy. When the truth is laid out before me and beckons, that I walk into um, an ark of peace and take my brothers with me, I'm complete.
1: That's beautiful, Lee. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. That is
6: beautiful.
7: Thank you. Hi, this is Chris. Glad to be here.
8: God has condemned me not, no more do I. So, uh, a lot of undoing had to do because um, Mm -hmm. I was witnessing a lot of Verses in the Bible interpreted as God being a, a wrathful God, a judgmental God, of course, but because of the undoing that occurred and the uh, proof and faith that I have in a loving Father, not just in reading but experiential now, um, God loves me. And so therefore, I love myself. Um, I love the holiness that I was created to be Um, and the acceptance of that truth through the practice of the Course and other practices to see that I am holy but others are holy too Um, and and not just to take his word for what I am but also experience that feel it know it be that um, it's, you know, uh, taking someone's word for something is good. It's a start on moving towards what they're pointing to, but I need to move towards that, uh, true condition that I was created to experience. Yes, at one point mistakes did arise and they're still arising, uh, but now more and more I'm realizing the source from which I came came and what I am. God is but love, therefore so am I. And that I could stay in that place of witnessing body and dead thoughts as David Hoffmeister would say, and the course, of course. The course is of course, of course, of course, and no one could sorry, I got into song there for a second. <laughs> My, 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 I regret sometimes, you know, my holiness uh, does remain a part of me and a part of everyone else. And when I'm not seeing the holiness in someone else, a mistake has happened within my mind and interpretation. Can I witness that and give it over for a more loving way of looking? in the present moment because that's what forgiveness means to me giving over for love and and practice that state of mind that witnesses whatever comes up to be undone because it's in removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence that we become love's presence itself so um in the Unity Church that I used to participate, they they used to say when they went on stage, one of the church members, I stand in the presence. I love that statement. And that's, it says, and I stand ready to receive your word alone for what I really am. Well, if you stand in the presence, you sit in the presence, you uh, do your service in the presence you are the presence. So I like to go further and say, we are the presence. Uh, I love uh, reading this, meditating on this, experiencing this, uh, and and proving to others who might believe that God is a vengeful, wrathful God, that that's not so through my example. Uh, Hmm. I had an opportunity to experience that in giving kindness and love to others and returning it, returning and like kind, not just feeling it and noticing it as I'm giving it, but also uh, because of the law of indirect effort, the law of giving and receiving uh, what goes around comes around, the golden rule, etc., etc., etc. I could go on with the different ways that's said out there. It, it comes back and it feels so good, and you could share examples of that to others. Because what can they do with actual experience and example? Could they doubt it? No, it's my experience example. Could they negate it? No, it's what I'm experiencing in my mind, and I have proof. I could share it, but that's what that's what my ego used to do within me. So I needed to do that for myself. I'm complete. Thank
0: you, Chris. Thank I you, Chris. I sure enjoyed
2: that, Chris. Thank
6: you, mm-hmm.
2: thank you, thank you, Yogi, Chris. <laughs>
8: I love the way she says that. I'm complete.
2: Uh, This is Lana again. I just briefly wanted to touch on the lesson this morning. And um, it was one of those profound lessons when I first started the course that showed me unequivocally that my innocence was true and real. And, um, and the reason that happened was because there was a, an awareness came into my mind that uh, where it says, God has condemned me not, no more do I. It brought into my awareness the oneness that we share in God. And if God, if it was, if God would condemn me, he would be condemning himself because we're one. And he knows my holiness because he shares his own it's his own. You know. If he didn't see my holiness he wouldn't see his own holiness. It's an impossible notion that I could be guilty or innocent of anything. It matters you no know, it doesn't matter what I what seems to be that shows up within the ego, uh, false ego identity. It doesn't matter what I do or what I don't do. And like you um, reminded me, the, um, the joining has already happened. Reality has never changed. It's only the deceptions of an alien thought system I chose to believe is real, but it's nothingness. That's why for true forgiveness is the recognition that there's nothing to forgive. And, and this, um, and, he, and he says it in this lesson so clearly, you know, in the prayer, I have not left that source to enter a body and to die. My holiness remains a part of me as I am part of you. The fact that I am part of the mind of God and, I, and that's my true home. I can be, in truth, nothing other than the sacredness, holy, infinite awareness of God. And and like uh, Lemoyne, you know, when when you try to adjust reality, to try to adjust reality is to welcome fear into the mind. It's like, come on in, because. Again, it's an impossible notion, but if I believe that it's possible, I will suffer. And and when I look at my brother, and I remember, because that's all all, all that's happening. It's not bad, or, or I'm not a sinner because I've um, fallen into the ego thought system. I've just forgotten. That was the only mistake I made. I forgot who I am. And so, um, and I tried to adjust reality to validate an illusion of a thought system that could exist apart from God and apart from my ad- true identity as one with God. So this was one of those starred lessons because I discovered my innocence with a certainty after feeling myself unworthy and guilty for decades. So I really, I just wanted to acknowledge this lesson again for the profound effect it had on my life. I'm complete.
0: Alan I so appreciate here, hearing yeah. that. Thank you,
8: Lana. Thank you, Lana.
0: Thank you. Yeah, bye. this
6: is Jessica. I, I was, I was looking at those exact same words and thinking about time and the fact that we are not waiting to join um, the truth or be, recognize the truth, we are there. You know, we never left. There's just a parallel universe going on where the truth is that we are forever in love and joined with God and innocence and guiltlessness. And um, like you were saying, I was I was looking at that, Heart. my holiness remains a part of me as I am part of you and my mistakes about myself are dreams um, so I'm just going along here uh, in this dream and the truth is already accomplished you know the joining and the bathing uh, and the the being one with God is is not in the future um, and I I can see that he's telling me that in many ways, in many places. Um and God's guarantee will hold against all obstacles for it rests on certainty and not contingency. Um It's not contingent on something happening. Like I, I don't have to recognize something or become aware or have a realization or even have a revelation because all along I am walking in the love of God every moment and my mind is being returned over and over again, Um, even though, you know, as the lesson says, what does it say? (laughs) Something about mistakes. Um, Let's see. And my mistakes about myself are dreams. Right, I already just read that. So they're not really, I mean, they're not sins, they're mistakes, and they're not even really mistakes because they're dreams. You know, if, if I have a dream that I killed somebody, which I don't think I've ever had, but if I had a dream that I killed somebody, that wouldn't be a mistake. It would be a dream. And and I let them go today um, because I stand ready to receive your word, and I receive it all the time. But, um, anyway, it's a little... It's a little... Uh, for me, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit of a Cohen, you know, it's sort of like there's a truth that I don't entirely understand because it is the, a law of God, which is uh, not that easy to understand all the time. Um, I'm complete.
0: Thank you, Jessica.
2: Oh, that was so clear. Here's lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Jess. Thank you,
0: Jess. This is Lee with, a, with an eye toward the reading this morning as well. What I, what I get that, that, um, that ties the lesson in with the reading today is this overarching understanding that there is an abiding reality that is the truth of this life and world. And that which the ego is responsible for is a departure from that truth in my awareness and the the establishment of a mistaken array of beliefs and premises that have no foundation in the truth. And he's trying to lead me away from my faith in what the ego has persuaded me is true of myself and this life and everything and persuade me that beyond my dreams about reality, reality abides. And that reality is kind and generous and beckoning, always beckoning. As I come to that truth, I do my part in entering the ark. That's what this section begins to really speak to. He begins in that first paragraph with this very powerful lesson, that nothing can hurt me unless I give it the power to do so. How will I give anything the power to do so if I believed that God in reality is the only source of anything that could ever happen? I could never give anything the power to, to take my peace from me if my faith were complete, that there are not two sources of what occurs in my life, good and evil, but only one, as that wonderful poem, Helen, uh, that, um, um, that we started off this, this entire um, uh, uh, time together, said from Lori this morning, it's God himself who leapt into the waters and everything that has ever happened has been the consequence of the waves he stirred. He alone is my source, according to this course, speaking for myself. And that's my deliverance and salvation, is to recognize that only mistakenly have I given anything I thought came not from God, the power to... to, um, Um, take away my peace. In that, he includes sickness, death, misery, and pain. Death being the denial of life or the denial that life is even in its exuberance available to me here. Sickness, misery, and pain. Each of those things, he says, has not occurred Because in reality, if I were suddenly delivered to the awareness of reality, I would no longer entertain the order of consciousness that imagines my life is impacted by sickness and suffering and misery and pain. I would be in a condition of so great a faith that calamity is not as it appears, that I would be up. Held. I would be upheld through and in the face of anything. That's his offer before he moves on here through the rest of this reading. That's where he starts. Then he says in, in paragraph 29, so importantly for me, this word sin has no place in heaven. He's telling me that everything I imagine true, that he has used the word sin to encapsulate my belief in my separation from God and from each of you and from what I behold, all the beliefs I hold that counter what the truth would reveal to me in this moment, he encapsulates with that word sin. The denial of truth is what sin encapsulates. The denial of truth has no place in heaven. The follow-on is so simple, and therein lies your need to see your brother sin less. In your brother is heaven. If you see anything of the idea of guilt or condemnation or separation in your brother instead, Heaven is lost to you. Do you guys see how he's not saying you can't ascend to heaven after you die if you're holding evil thoughts about your brother or sinful thoughts or condemning thoughts or thoughts of guilt about your brother? He's speaking of heaven as a present possible condition and is saying, I can't know that present possible condition of heaven while I hold you um, uh, condemned or guilty or separate from me. I I come to that condition when I allow reality be as it is and dispel what the ego has interceded between reality and my awareness. Then heaven is lost to me. That's a big deal, you guys. Heaven is is increasingly, as I come to understand how he uses the word, his definition or his reference to what each sterling moment could be if I were to allow it be as it is in truth, in unity, in perfection, in innocence, in immaculate. I love that word from the poem this morning. In immaculate and sterling reality, each moment, just moving down a little bit, still at the end of 30th, uh, end of paragraph 29, salvation is the reawakening of the laws of God in minds that have established other laws. Isn't that just the sweetest kernel of a thought? What is salvation? Gosh, you rack your brain. What is salvation again? Oh, it's the reawakening in my mind of the laws of God or the actuality of reality in my mind, which had established and introduced other laws. Robin Marie, I know you're about to take off for work. Did you you want to offer a, a thought before you go?
6: Oh, just thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Uh, It's it's such a great way to start my day. Love you guys. Bye.
0: Love you too, Robin Marie. Love you too. Have a wonderful day, dear.
2: It sure is. Thank you, me.
0: So just to conclude here, um, there is only, uh, to my mind, the other really significant um, element of what we're reading, And it's the um, very beautiful reference to this Ark of Peace being uh, my entry into another world. That each two who enter the Ark of Peace, um, with them goes the beginning of another world. Um, And that first reference to another world, as I see it right now, appears to be at the end of 33. The ark of peace is entered two by two, yet the beginning of another world goes with them. I know none of you probably entertain the idea that if I'm told a new world awaits, that he's speaking of another place or another time, but only of this appearance in my awareness of a world that reflects the laws of God instead of mistaken laws that I assumed to be a working premise for how to understand this life and world. That being the first of those references to another world, the next appears a little further in 33, where he says, each holy relationship must enter in this other world to learn its special function. And as this purpose is fulfilled, A new world rises in which sin can enter not or where the laws of the ego can enter not and where the Son of God can enter without fear. And finally, the last reference to that new world, and I'll close here, is the beginning of 34. Think not that your forgiveness of each other serves, but you two alone, for the whole new world rests in the hands of every two who enter here to rest. And as they rest, the face of Christ shines on them and they remember the laws of God. To remember the laws of God is to have this order of reality that abides in every moment restored to my awareness. That's it. And increasingly, that, re, um, that restoration of the loss of God in my awareness, eliminate a part of me that gives home to thoughts of suffering and sickness and misery and the denial of life that he calls death. I'm complete. Thanks, everyone.
2: That was complete. Thank you, Lee. Oh, gorgeous, Lee. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lee.
1: I have a quickie. I have a quickie. Um, Lori, thank you for that poem from Catherine. She's with us, too. Um, And, you know, Lee, or not Lee, but Chris, um, I, um, well, never mind about that. What I want to say is um, without a personal interpretation or distortion of reality, of experiencing, of consciousness, of awareness. Without you being an in-between, this is what happens. Whatever is seen, I am seeing myself with a capital M. Whatever is seen... I am seeing myself Whatever is heard... I am hearing myself Whatever is touched... I am touching myself Whatever is tasted... I am tasting myself Whatever is smelt... I am smelling myself Whatever is thought... I am pondering myself Whatever is felt... I am feeling myself. Whatever is experienced in any way, I am always only experiencing myself. God dove in <laughs> Amen. I am complete.
6: Thank you, I really Judy. That, Judy. Thanks,
2: Judy. Oh, Judy,
1: I just love your shares.
0: (laughs) Thank you. So we're at that time of the call where we especially welcome shares from those we've not yet heard from. And the floor is
5: open. I was gonna share, but I'm outside. And I'm waiting for the plane passing. Oh Capture. Sorry, so many noises keep coming and going. I thank you, Lee and uh, Judy and all the people that have shared that I haven't thanked. Um, When I read this and studied this this morning, what I focused on was the lecture. God condemns me
6: not.
0: Oh, Karen, may I interrupt for a moment and remind someone that they're unmuted so we're not getting background noise. Thank you, I'm sorry, Karen.
6: Okay, there's
5: a Could you start over, please?
3: Oh, all right.
5: Yeah, when I started this morning um, studying this, I started with, I felt like the lesson was what applied to me the most, you know, accepting my innocence. And um, like you were saying, I believe earlier, that it's just such a huge thing to shift from a belief system where you feel that you are guilty and responsible for bad things and to the idea that we are pure and innocent and God condemns me not, that my holiness and my innocence are uh, untouchable by this world. Absolutely. And then, as you were talking more about the reading, um, my favorite part of the reading was salvation is salvation. Um, A beautiful gift, a beautiful gift in giving, or a beautiful lesson in giving. Salvation is a lesson in giving. And then all of a sudden it hit me, but this is what the the ark means. It, It means when we hit the place where we not only believe in our own innocence, but when we really believe that our brother is innocent, then we can enter into the ark, then we can join hands and walk into peace, then we can step out of this world of suffering and move into the heaven realms that are here. And um, so I'm going to show this little thing that happened last week. I was cleaning my bathroom and I was standing underneath the shower head and it came crashing down on my head and it was really heavy. I mean, it must weigh six, seven pounds at least and it's metal and i just said holy spirit and there was no bump and there was it stopped the pain It just stopped the pain and that's like stepping into the holy spirit when we step out of this world and step into the divine um we step into a different dimension and the world of suffering can be stopped just like that but i think the um the thing that the course is really pointing out right now to me is that um, that one self, that one self that we share that is united with our creator is everyone on these calls and everyone on the street and all my neighbors and everywhere I look and that innocence, that non-condemnation has to apply to every single soul. It has to be um, indiscriminate, it has to be absolutely all. and. Uh, That's that's just like a deeper level of learning about my own innocence. My own innocence is your innocence because we are one. And God condemns me not, but God condemns you not. And um, when we recognize that, or at least one of us recognizes that, we can join hands and walk into the ark, the ark of peace, the ark of truth. And safety from this world of suffering. And uh, yesterday I really, really uh, was looking at the adjustments that my ego mind makes. And it said something like the adjustments um, only are in perception, but truth doesn't need adjustments. Truth is absolute and doesn't need any changes or alterations. And so once again, it's just coming to these truths and taking them in more deeply, and um, not letting the intransient stranger get control of my mind. I'm complete. Thank you.
0: I appreciated that. Thank you, Karen. I do.
1: Thank
5: you for that. That was great. Thank you.
1: Patricia here. Your stories and what a wonderful morning called me to read this to you from uh, Teresa of Avila. Christ has no body. Christ has no body now. No body now on earth but yours. No hands but yours. No feet. But yours Yours are the eyes, the eyes through which through which is to look out Christ's compassion to the world. Yours. Yours are the feet with which He is to go about doing. Yours are the hands with which He is to bless. To bless, to bless this
0: now. Thank you. That was fabulous. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, Patricia. Yes.
1: Lee, how many times does the face of Christ occur in the course? Seeing the face of Christ. That to me means seeing everything as God. God's creation is Christ and is one one with its source and he sees everything as itself. He judges nothing, for nothing is apart or separate. And what is the same cannot be different. What is there to condemn? What is there to judge? Only only to be known as it merely is, it's all love. We are as love created us. And what is not true simply does not exist. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. That was beautiful.
0: And it appears about 40 times in the course. And those uh, little walk across those appearances is a really enjoyable little, uh, you know, uh... compilation of passages thank you judy
1: thank well oh, good morning everyone this is Lori i sure have enjoyed this call today and i love this lesson Uh, because in my life it represents the before and the after Um, the bridge I crossed um, when I realized that God never condemned me I only condemned myself and because of my condemnation of myself I believed in the laws of karmic retribution Which is what i think he's referring to when he talks about minds that have their own laws minds that have made other laws the law of karmic retribution i was thinking about all this reading today and and of course um i love going to evocative images and isn't the ark just a beautiful evocative image and we were talking before the recording began about the way this Christ mind uses language to stir and evoke some response in the heart. and if i want to if I want to remember my holy instant of salvation and keep it always in my mind, I will share it very simply I will just share it I learned that um I learned that in the ten years after my mother died and so many times when I was suffering with that grief I said to myself or I heard my mind say you can only ever be separated from yourself and if you are you're lost not stopping to question what is my self what is my capitalist self? And at the end of those, those long years <laughs> where um, I had just had enough of my view of the world, I heard Holy Spirit say, find your people. I, I can't know what I am. It's just a fact. I can't know what I am except in the light of my brother's awareness and I can't um, restore the truth of me until I share it with you that's the way God's plan for salvation works Um, that's just the way it works and so many of you well all of you have said the same thing today heaven is he says in the manual for teachers no other place or no other time. And of course after my mother died, experiencing that absence and that loss was so real. Um that I I forgot. I simply forgot. There is no loss. There's never any loss unless I consider myself lost. And if I want to restore my truth I'll see it in you God's law God's law this is very simple it is very simple giving and receiving are one in truth when I give love to you I know that I have love to give and I just love the way this reading ends where it says God's plan rests on certainty it rests on me And when I understand the truth of yesterday's lesson and today's lesson, it is so easy for me to change that up just a little bit. God's plan rests on certainty because it rests on love. God's plan rests on certainty because it rests on love. Means and end are one over and over and over means and end are one if I accept the end which is unity of everything in the mind of God then I accept the means by which I'm given to get there in this world forgiveness is a manifestation of love because it restores the truth to me when I withdraw my laws of karmic retribution <laughs> when I withdraw my condemnation, when I withdraw my blame, when I withdraw my illusions, truth is given me. That's how I means and end are one. Yeah, I used to I used to think um, that some some you know blaze of light would come walking into my vision and I would see with my body's eyes something spectacular and it's true I can I can practice like that in visualization but it's much more vivid it's much more meaningful it's much more like a consummation when I realized that you are part of me and I am part of you. And we belong to each other in a unity that was established in heaven, the place we came from, the place we are, and the place where we can over and over and over again experience that. And what am I? He says, and so we call to all our brothers that they may join us. consummate our joy I didn't realize what joy was until I realized that my joy includes yours and when light shows up on your face it is what makes me happy nothing else can do it It says God established his relationship with you to make you happy therefore the purpose of relationship will always be to make happy Isn't that phenomenal? This is how we enter the art together. That place where we rest and let God shine on us. That place where my mind is healed of its split. Before that before that healing, I I saw the evidence of my own split mind everywhere because I projected it on the world. But when I allow my mind to be healed by accepting God's purpose of perfection and the innocence of creation I cannot fail to see it everywhere and I'm restored to my natural talent the talent that's not contrived I don't have to come up with it it's not effortful it just is This is how having and being become one, he say he says, I accept the purpose of heaven and recognize that Holy Spirit will always give me the means to keep it in my awareness, and I'm complete."
0: Wonderful, wonderful, Laurie. Thank you.
2: Oh, thank you, Laurie. That just sang right to my heart. Beautiful. Yes, me too, Laurie. Thank you so much.
0: May I ask you, Laurie, to roll right into your closing?
1: Yeah, you know, I had I had one, but um, I'm grateful Patricia gave me another one and it's in chapter 24 where he talks about the resolution of the dream the resolution of the dream that i was alone and he says christ in you is very still he knows where you are going and he leads you there in gentleness and blessing all the way his love for god replaces all the fear you thought you saw within yourself his holiness shows you himself in him whose hand you hold and whom you lead to him and what you see is like yourself for what but Christ is there to see and hear and love and follow home he looked upon you first but recognized you are not complete and so he sought for your completion in each living thing He beholds and loves and seeks it still, that each might offer you the love of God. What a great plan! What a great plan! I accept His plan. Amen. 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 Thank you for
3: that. Thank you.